Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW, Shear number 32, that's by Svimi, Shear for Women, Shear number 32. We're talking about knowing and understanding and loving your husband, and we said this in the last few Shearim, practically everything that we're saying over here, the counterpart of this Shear is being said on the Baispnimi men's side as well, so it is a two-way street. But as I said um, many times to them, to the husbands, and to you, is that the focus on each one of you is your own self-work primarily. That's not to say that if there's an issue going on between the two of you, that you feel that your husband in this case, or in the husband's side, their wife in their case, uh, has an issue that's bothering them, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't discuss it or express things in a healthy way as we talked and will talk about the healthy communication, how to convey it. Doesn't mean you're always wrong and that your spouse is always right. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a right to express your hurt sometimes or disappointment sometimes in a healthy way towards your spouse when that happened. But nevertheless, the primary work is the self-work of working, looking into yourselves on the husband's side, looking at themselves to see that they can be the best possible husband that they could be and bring out that potential. And on this side, for the women, for the wives to look deeply into themselves and to see how they, they could be the best wife they could possibly be and to fulfill their greatest potential. So always keep that in the back of your mind because, of course, when we're talking here to the women, it's going to be one-sided, in essence, because we're talking about you. Now, of course, and this is why, at the time of the recording, and again, um, the women, there are women here that are teachers, educators, therapists. There are a few that are in this group. And uh, again, if you're capable and you want to contribute, especially to say things as a woman, I think it has more credibility, although the truth is is that practically everything I'm saying is not coming from a male perspective, it's coming from an objective perspective that I'm reading from Svarim, from Tyra sources, Tyra Bay sources. But nevertheless, it is true that it is still uh, a certain amount of more deeper understanding when a woman could convey to women, just like when men can, a man can convey to men. So if any of you, like I said, could reach out to me and discuss it, at least if you can't commit to full-time shiurim, but to occasionally say very healthy, good insights to the people in the shir here in regards to marriage in general, in regards to physical intimacy in particular, which that is a subject that, of course, that we said many times, is indeed the most ideal to have a woman discuss uh, that would be uh, very, very good for this shear, very good for the people who are listening, and very good for the husbands, frankly, who are listening on the other side. So here is about the introspection, when you want to grow and look into yourself to see, to become a better wife, you ask yourself these questions. For example, are you a good listener? Have you developed a healthy concept of what empathy truly is? And we had several shiurim on empathy that's very kedai to, to listen to and to develop that part of you 
as a human being, it's a healthy thing. It it's not. It doesn't really um, cross. A, it crosses a divide. It's not just about marriage. But what one doesn't realize very often is that when a wife learns to develop true, deep empathy towards their husband, that develops that they are going to be to their children and have that true, deep empathy for real and to other people in their lives as well. But this concept of that you're only empathetic or, or show compassion to others and not to your husband, which in many marriages unfortunately happen, that needs to be um, changed and to really look deep into yourself and realize that the number one person that deserves your empathy and needs it the most is your husband in many ways even beyond what the empathy that's needed for your own children even. That same, may seem what I just said now counterintuitive because you're going to say, wait a minute, my husband is a hel- should be at least a healthy functioning adult. He should be able to stand on his two feet. My children, on the other hand, especially if they're very young, and even if they're in their young teenage years or or older teenage years, need that support and empathy to grow as an adult, and they need their parents more, and they need their input more. But my husband, he, he's his own adult. You know what, what what's what's his empathy about? And that's a big mistake. Yes, we talked about, and we will talk about in many shiurim about the healthy components of each husband and wife acting like a healthy adult. But part of acting like a healthy adult is is to acknowledge when you need help and to acknowledge that there's an importance to give help and support. No one could do everything on their own. Everyone needs validation and comfort and vulnerability and the allowing of vulnerability to be expressed. So that is a question if to, to, to develop your empathy skills and like we said many times before, it is not a matter of whether you have it or not it, that you're an empathetic person or not empathetic person, but rather it's a skill that could be developed, should be developed, and when you work at it, you could be great at it over time. The other thing is, is do you admit to your husband that you have problems and that you need his comfort? In others, do you express vulnerability? Now, I do acknowledge and I explained it on the men's side, that on this aspect, the men have a bigger problem with this than the women have, generally speaking. Because men, generally speaking, tend to be competitive uh, and try to be self-sufficient, have a certain uh, ego. Now, I'm not talking about the unhealthy ego that leads to arrogance. We'll talk about that soon. But rather a healthy aspect of self-identity where they feel, husbands, that they don't want to burden their wives with their problems, and that they try to pretend that they don't need comfort from their wives, or they feel it's a weakness to cry on their wife's shoulders. And we explained on the on the husband's side that the reverse is true, that they're showing courage by expressing vulnerability to their wives. So, But usually it goes that way. But truth be told, many women as well, and many wives as well, have this issue where they are the types of personalities that are more independent, more strong-minded, a powerhouse sometimes, sometimes aggressive, and feel, I don't need to show, I could take care of things by myself, I don't need my husband to uh, support me with this, or, or you know whatever, or, or give me comfort with this, I can handle it on my own, or you're just uncomfortable 
accepting love and empathy and, and, and compassion from your husband. And this is something that needs to change. You need to admit to yourself as a wife that I also have problems and I also have issues and I also get scared. I also get stressed and it's okay. And not only okay, it's a good thing in a healthy way to express that vulnerability towards my husband. It gets us closer. And I spoke on the husband's side. They, when they hear this from their wives, to accept it and to treat them with equal or more respect. Very often, and I'm going to say this, it's hard to talk about. People don't like talking about this. But very often, a husband, for example, is very deeply ashamed about a problem that they have. It may be a problem that, the, that you, your, as a wife, know about already, or maybe not know about, or maybe know about but not to a great extent, but they're very, very ashamed of it. They know they need help with it. And when they come to you and finally swallow their pride and come to you and are vulnerable to you and express, you know, uh, a few years, I just want to tell you, I have this problem, I need help with this. I acknowledge I need help with this. And, um, and I feel helpless about something. And how do I get help? Let, you, know, I, you know, let's work, figure that out. When a wife hears this, they have to be very careful not to be disappointed, not to be upset. It takes a lot of courage for a husband finally to look himself in the mirror and say, you know, I know now I have an issue. I need help. And, and when a wife hears this, she needs to accept that and look at him higher in, in her eyes, not lower. So it's a two-way street when you're looking into yourself about this issue. Number one is, do you have that vulnerability yourself? Do you admit to your husband when you have problems and that you do need his comfort? And to express, I need your comfort, or I need your love, or I need to be with you tonight, and not be ashamed of it. And again, on the husband's side, to accept those words with a full heart, with empathy, and also to be able to accept that vulnerability from your husband. And don't brush him off when he finally swallows his pride and admits to you that he has a problem that he needs to work on. And also, do you encourage your husband to develop his full potential as a man, as a father, as a person in the community? Very often, sometimes you could see it, maybe it's fake. You know, when, when you have, let's say, a, a, a husband being honored in a shul, usually they honor a couple, okay? I understand that. But let's say there's a situation, whether a shul, whether an organization, or whether it's uh, in the sec, you know, secular aspects of things. You're a doctor and you're being honored as a, the top one doctor in, an, in your in your. Um, in your hospital, in a fundraising uh, event for the hospital. Just as an example, a couple of examples. Your husband is being honored for something. And very often the husband will say that behind me is a wife that helped me fulfill my potential, and I couldn't do this without her. Or as a Ben Taira who wrote many Svarim, and became, was Matzliach, and said, or as a, as a Rav, or as a Rebbe, you know, for, 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 for a congregation. I couldn't do this without my wife. And you hear, see this written in Svarim. Now, I understand we could be cynical, and very often you're saying this because people say it, and if you don't say it, people will look funny at you. 
but 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 the truth is most of the time it's very very sincere when people write in their svarim and they thank their wives and say that by my the only way I could have written this and the only way I could be Marbet's tire the way I am is because my wife is loving and dedicated and takes care of a lot of my physical needs that I need so that I my mind and heart could and could be clear and time could be clear for me to do this and, and I couldn't do anything without and they quote Rabbi Akiva that Shali Vishallah Shalahu that my everything I do is really because of my wife. He means it. He means it. So which means that a wife has that ability. She has no idea what her potential is. She could actually, with her own behaviors, not by nagging, not by pushing, not by being aggressive, but simply by using skills to encourage and know how to talk to their husband when they're down or when they're stressed or whatever's going on with them, and they build them up. And you, mamish, mamish, you're building up a human being. That's probably one not probably, I would say pretty much definitively, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu put you two together in the first place. That here is a man that may have his issues or whatever it is, and you're, you have that ability, Hashem put you there, that you could encourage him and build up and fulfill his potential in a way that he couldn't do on his own being single. And and by 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 doing that and encouraging that, you are fulfilling your purpose and you're also fulfilling your potential. It, it's a two-way street, like we always said. We said this on the men's side many, many times, that if they see their wives have a talent, whether it's for music, for singing, for drawing, for speaking, for baking, um, um, for organizing, whatever they see in their wives, that they have a specific talent that's clear that they have, that the husband really is to encourage their wife to nurture it to grow. And don't say it's not appropriate because it's not sneistic, because that's not true. If a, if a wife knows how to sing and enjoys singing and has a beautiful voice, there's ways to do it in a sneistic way. That they only perform, for example, in front of women. Or give encouragement that way in front of women. Or they could be an author if they have a talent in writing. Very often a husband could do the same for his wife. Sees beautiful her beautiful writings that she writes on her own. And looks at it, the wife shows it to him and says, you know you have great potential. You could influence people with your beautiful style of writing. Maybe try putting in an article in one of these magazines that would inspire and help people. In other words, a husband needs to tap into those talents that his wife has, just like a wife should do it on her own, for her own talents to bring it out. Therefore, the same thing applies the other way around. That you... Your husband, you no matter what flaws he may have, and every human being has flaws, but there is also a counterpart of those flaws that we very often overlook of a tremendous potential that's within your husband. And don't say he's average, that other people may have more talent or more capabilities. It, that's really irrelevant. Through the diaries, you see that. Just as an example, you see through the diaries, and I'm not going to go into names or anything like that, very clear. There are some G'dayle Yisrael, like big people we look up to. Whether the Litvisha world, Hasidisha world, Svardisha world, it makes no difference. That yes, they were born with unbelievable intellectual and spiritual abilities from the outset. That is true. Someone like the Chazaynish or the or Moshe Feinstein or Rabbi Vadya Yosef 
or many of the Rebbes, uh, especially of the previous generation, which is very clear they had they had unbelievable minds and talents from the time they were like eight years old, you could already see it, and they became G'daylem. Then there are others, many, many others, that had average intelligence, or sometimes even below average in many cases, but because of their hasmada and because of their Yerushamayim and their hard work, they became true G'dayle Yisrael. So it's very important to know that when you look at your husband or husband looking at their wife and they think they're just ordinary, there's no such thing as ordinary. And this concept in a marriage, to help each other fulfill each other's potentials in a beautiful, most beautiful way, is so validating, so encouraging, and brings them closer and closer, and makes them really um, shine, is one of the greatest gifts that you could give each other and to yourselves. So that's a question also, to look deeply into yourself as a wife, to see what you can do, to look at your husband's good qualities that he does have, and even if you think they're dormant, sometimes you could sense that there's a great quality within him that he hasn't yet fulfilled his potential, and you could bring it out. Not by, again, not by do, doing it in negative ways, but in positive ways, by planting the seed, by giving encouragement. Another thing very, very important to ask yourselves is are you able to learn from your husband things and value what he says? And again, here is also where I acknowledge that husbands have this problem in a certain way more pronounced because very often husbands, again, it's part of their nature in their DNA. They want to be very independent and competitive. And it's hard for many husbands, even I'm not talking about people that are arrogant or have issues, but even good, wonderful people, good, wonderful husbands, nevertheless, part of the nature that it's hard for them sometimes to listen to the advice of others, including the advice from their own wife. And I explained very often to them that they need to change that mindset. And when your wife tells you something and has an opinion about something or expresses an idea to you that you need to listen and take it very seriously and really take it into account. That doesn't mean always you have to follow what your wife is saying. Just like when you, as a wife, hear your husband making a suggestion to you about something, that you you do not have to necessarily at the end follow that advice. If you weighed it in your mind and realize, I hear what he's saying, but nevertheless, there's another side to it, and right now I feel like it's 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 the best way to go that way. That's okay, but you but but as part of the process, you really take in what your husband is saying and understand and his point of view and his opinion that he just said and think about it. You know, he has a point. To bring the two worlds together, not just to see things from your perspective, but allow your husband's world to come into your world and to learn from it. And a husband, like I said, in a male nature, it's harder. But very often in a female nature, in a wife's nature, it's also similar, especially in the things which she feels she knows more about about running a house or whatever it is that she knows she better than her husband, she feels. So when her husband brings up an idea or an opinion, 
he she discounts it right away at the outset, waves her hand, or you could tell that she's really not paying attention, or shaking her head, yeah, yeah, and in her mind she's saying, you know, uh, this is not, uh, not, you know, this is I'm not, I'm not listening to this. So you have to undo that, undo that, and realize Hakadosh Baruch Hu Tashkacha Pratis too. If your husband is telling you something that is an opinion or a perspective, and it, part of it is to indeed listen. And to take that perspective as as an important reality, and that's very very important. So again, and we're going to talk about it in the next few shiurim. These type of things that are extremely crucial and important because they could actually be very life changing. When you decide to change your shift your perspective from going forward, and follow these things of what we talked about, for example, today, of trying to be a good listener, of trying to develop that empathy for your husband, to uh, allow and admit to your husband when you have problems and need his comfort, and to be vulnerable about that, and to encourage your husband to fulfill his full potential. These are a few things that each one of them you could think very deeply about based on your experience and what you know so far to how to go about this and to think deeply about it and to try to learn about it as best as you can. Bracha and atzlacha.